to Hollywood and Beyond podcast with Cincinnati host Stephen Brittingham. Experience meaningful and in-depth interviews with Hollywood's most interesting people. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Carrie Genzel, actor, producer, writer, and creator of stateofslay.com. Slay in this case being an acronym for self-love, appreciate you. State of Slay is a blog that I created documenting my journey from the darkness of depression to living in the light today and focusing on the positive. It is a safe place to encourage one another and walk together as we find empowerment and self-love. I hope you'll join me on my blog, stateofslay.com, where we walk and slay together. Slay on. Welcome, friends and listeners, to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast, your home for meaningful and in-depth interviews. Thank you for listening. And now, your host, actor and writer, Stephen Brittingham. Hi, friends and listeners. This is Cincinnati host, Stephen Brittingham. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast. You can find meaningful interviews here on the show that are both in-depth and fun. Actors, directors, producers, writers and singers, so many amazing and talented folks have joined me here on Hollywood and Beyond. Today is no exception. The beautiful and talented Amanda Baker is going to be visiting with me today and I absolutely can't wait to speak with her. All my children viewers remember her as Babe Carrie Chandler, working with Jacob Young and David Canary, among many others, while appearing in Pine Valley. On a very emotional episode, Babe was severely injured, saving her son from a series of tornadoes, and she did not survive the ordeal. Don't, don't worry about me, okay? Please, please, you gotta help my baby. How is he? He has a pulse. Please, please, just do whatever it takes to get around it. Benjamin, can we lift that beam? You might bleed to death. And if we don't, we could lose our son, Jr. We don't have time to find a minister, Jr. We have to get married. Now. I know I'm dying. You don't have to. Soon we're gonna be married, and and I'm gonna live in your heart forever. She has also appeared on both General Hospital and General Hospital Night Shift, and she has been making appearances on CW's Black Lightning. Looking forward to speaking with Amanda. Amanda Baker, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You are most welcome. Where are you joining me from today? I am joining you from Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) And from what I understand, it's a snowy Nashville. It is. It snowed last night, so we woke up to 
uh, snow on the ground and no school for the kids. And (laughs) (laughs) so everybody's been, yay. Everybody's been enjoying, um, snowballs and just running around and having a good time. So yes, it's a very snowy day here today. I remember those days. Well, Amanda, it was always like a, it felt like a holiday when you had a snow day. Yes. It does. It does feel like a holiday, of course, to the kids, of course, you know, they're, they're super ecstatic. So, um, so yeah, it's, well, we haven't had any snow here yet this year, so it's, it's a little treat. So yeah, I'm excited about it too. (laughs) I can imagine. And here I am hosting Hollywood and beyond in Cincinnati, and it is also a very snowy day. So maybe uh, a chocolate for both of us today. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. (laughs) Well, Amanda, I have really enjoyed learning more about you, uh, researching this interview in advance, and, and, and getting to see some of your work, in particular on All My Children. Very impressed, very appealing screen presence, and, and you worked with so many talented, skilled actors, and you certainly held your own right along with them. But before we get into oh, wow, your adventures you. and in Pine Valley and beyond. Uh, would you mind letting the listeners know out there where you are from? Yes, I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, grew up there. Um, I went uh, just a little ways away for college, went to University of South Carolina. Um, but when I was done uh, there, I moved right back to Charleston, South Carolina, and that's where I started my acting career. So that's kind of where it all began for me. That's where it all started for you. And that's where it all started, enough, yep. Amanda, I used to reside in North Carolina in Pinehurst, actually Southern Pines. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I've heard a lot about Pinehurst. Is that, there's a lot of golf golfing there or... Yes, big time. I think there was something. Yes, big time. Yes, I think I had a, a friend of mine that that was that used to uh, live there that talked about um, all the golfing that went on in in Pinehurst. So I have heard a lot about it. It's a beautiful area, Amanda. I did that's what a I've lot heard. Of theater yeah. there, and I have to tell you, those golfers will play in any weather. Let me tell you. Oh, I I believe it. <laughs> yes. I mean, you would Carolina, be surprised. There's a lot of golfing. Yeah, I I've I've. Growing up in Charleston, there's a lot of golf courses too, and I've I actually used to work at a country club, what you call the cart girl. So I went around oh, in the cart wow. and I I served all the golfers their drinks and their snacks and stuff. And I remember being out there in twenty or thirty degree weather and just being miserable. And the wind was blowing, and they just did not care at all. And I was like, well, as long as they're out here, I guess I'm I'm working. So. <laughs> So, yeah, wow, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You're an expert then on on all of that. I, I think <laughs> I got a little bit of uh, of some um, expertise in that after that job for sure. <laughs> and you know, I've never really played golf, but I love putt putt. So I'm not sure what that means, but I think putt putt is a fantastic thing to do. Me I too. I love it. So, <laughs> and my son sure I'm loved right it when he you. was growing up. We had a lot of good times. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, Amanda, how did your interest in acting first start for you? Is there a story behind that? It started to kind of really develop in elementary school, but in middle school, I remember there was a play. It was called How to Eat Like a Child. And uh, my uh, chorus teacher 
she was kind of running the whole thing and um, she encouraged me to audition and I ended up getting a part in the, in the play and I just remember performing it on stage and just loving every minute of it, just loving how it felt to perform and just the creativity of it. And um, that's kind of where it all began for me was that just one particular performance. And then uh, as I got into high school, you know, did some plays and joined the show choir and um, just, just a lot of performing. And I never actually thought that I would pursue acting or singing as a profession. Uh, I was, I was very much like a homebody. Just, I liked to be, you know, just around my family. And I thought, man, I don't think I could ever move to LA or New York and pursue this. Things just kind of worked out a little bit differently. Um, I, I, the, the more I grew up and the more I experienced it, I thought, you know what, I think this might be something that I can, I can try, you know, and if it doesn't work out, I, I ended up going to, you know, the university of South Carolina and I didn't study acting uh, because I wanted something to maybe fall back on if it didn't work out. So I studied business marketing all the while on the side, just kind of doing, you know, little performances and um, plays and things like that. But uh, I thought, you know what, if if this whole thing doesn't work out, at least I'll have maybe something I can do you know, outside of it. <laughs> well, that's very wise. So I, well, I, I guess I just, I wasn't sure if I had it in me to, like I said, I was still on, very much on the fence about, um, moving away from everyone and pursuing something like that. You know, I think I was still gaining the confidence to, you know, try it. But after I graduated, I, I moved, um, moved back to Charleston and was working at a real estate company of all places. And there was a photographer that would come in. He would take a lot of the, the shots for the real estate agents and do um, you know, a lot of the catalogs and things. And he said, you know what, I'm actually going to be working on this local commercial for a grocery store. And I would love for you to be a part of it. Um, you know, you don't really have to audition. It's, you know, but I'd love for you to be a part of it. And so that's kind of where it started for me as far as um, getting, getting the bug of, of film and television. Cause before that I had just really done, you know, just local things as far as stage performances and things at my church and, um, you know, things in, in college and things, you know, so um, it really opened my eyes to what, what it was like to step outside of that. And so things just kind of started to develop after that. I, I got a local agent and out of Charleston and she started submitting me for things that were going on in Wilmington, North Carolina, which was a really big hub at the time because there was um, the show Dawson, Dawson's Creek had kind of already come and gone. And then at the time, they were filming a One Tree Hill. They had a few other projects going on. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where it all started for me, um, you know, just in the Southeast. And, and then as my resume grew, you know, doing projects from there, my agent said, you know what, we've kind of developed a lot of relationships with casting directors in New Orleans. Um, I think it would be a wise thing for you to think about maybe moving there for a little while and, um, you know, working on some, they, did, they were doing a lot of TV movies you know, guest stars for, for TV shows. And so I think for me, it was probably good that I could just have a little stepping stone, not like go all the way to New York or LA. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, I'll try it. And there were a few other people from our agency going. So there's kind of a group of us. 
And so I mustered up enough courage to, to move to New Orleans. I was there for about six months and worked on a few projects. So that's kind of where it all started for me was just, um, you know, Southeast, Southeast stuff. And then after that, just was able to really have enough courage and feel like I had enough on my resume to, to make the trek out to Los Angeles. Well, thank you for sharing all of that with me, Amanda. Yeah. You, you made me think of what Gordon Thompson, Adam Carrington on ABC's Dynasty told me recently, in fact, that you don't choose acting. Acting chooses you. And that was going through my mind as you were, you know, discussing the courage or making the decision to pursue acting further. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yes, it really is true. Um, I do feel like it it followed me um, because I think at all costs I tried to, you know, not not pursue it very seriously, and it just kind of kept kept coming after me and kept coming and kept coming. And I was like, okay, well, you know what, I'm 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 going to go down that path, and uh, this I feel like this is where God's kind of pushing me. So. I just went for it and uh, just, just took that took that step of faith and just went for it. And it uh, it turned out to be uh, one of the best decisions I ever made. So well, it's I been great. I have to uh, agree with all that you said there. Um, thank you thank so you. much. Well, uh, your arrival to Pine Valley, you, uh, oh, wow, you got to experience a lot of uh, interesting storylines and you worked with so many. Oh, yes. Amazing people. I mentioned Jacob Young, who also gave yes. an tr- outstanding performance on The Bold and the Beautiful as Rick Forrester. Absolutely. And that's really where yes. I know him from the most, because that is a show that I viewed from the beginning. And David Canary, a gentleman that I always enjoy hearing about. Uh, um, uh, several people have shared stories about him, and I think so highly of yes. him. So how about we start yes. with, how did this wonderful opportunity arrive for you? Uh, was it just uh, simply an audition? Was it a, a very sudden situation? Uh, please share that with us. Well, I was living out in Los Angeles, and I was cast on, um, they were doing a spinoff of General Hospital called General Hospital Night Shift, and they were airing it on the SoapNet channel. Uh, it was basically a spinoff of the daytime show that they were they filmed like a 13 episode series. And I uh, was working on that. Brian Franz, who was the head of uh, ABC Daytime, you know, at the time, um, he um, kind of informed my agents about um, this character that was going to be coming available, um, you know, for all my children. Uh, the actress Electra, Alexa Havens was going to be stepping away and they had decided that they were going to recast the role. And so my agents called and said, you know what, they, uh, Brian Franz kind of put your name in for auditioning for it. Um, of course, I was in LA at the time and all my children was filming in New York City. So they said, you know what, they'll fly you out there and basically you'll screen test for it. Uh, so they sent me the script and I, of course, was super excited about it and flew out there and did the screen test with Jacob Young. And as you mentioned earlier, I, I knew Jacob from Bold and the Beautiful because growing up, my mom watched um, The Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful. So oh, nice. I had, of course, seen him on there. I'd also seen Bobby Eakes on there because she played oh, yes. on Bold and the Beautiful. And she was potentially going to be my mom. So I just thought, like, wow, this is 
it's kind of <laughs> crazy because yes. I kind of grew up watching these, you know, these um, people. Uh, but Jacob was amazing to work with for, um, you know, for the screen test. He made me feel super comfortable. Basically flew in, did the screen test, and I flew out that afternoon and just kind of waited to hear. And about three or four days later, they called and said that I had gotten a part and I had two weeks to get all my stuff figured out and, and get out to uh, New York. So oh, it wow. was kind of um, a super quick turnaround. Um, but I was I was very excited for the new adventure and, of course, to work with you know, just everybody on the show. So, uh, yeah, that, that's basically how it happened. And I had to say goodbye to everybody on general hospital night shift. Uh, so they, they wrote in the storyline that I was going to get killed off. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so my character, well, actually my character got shot and was put in a coma. So I I don't think she was ever Ah. actually killed. So I think she's currently still maybe in a coma somewhere. And, uh, Mm. Left the door Port open Charles. for a return, perhaps. Well, y- you never know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she last last I last I heard, she was still in a coma. So, oh my! Um, but that's how soaps work. You know, it's like sure. sometimes people die, they come back, uh, they never really died, or they. It's it's always you know it's always an open door. I feel like so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Now I have a interesting question for you. So you mentioned that you yeah. are familiar with. Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful. Yes. But had you not seen much of All My Children or General Hospital before getting these roles? I had not. Those were not soaps that I had grown up watching or that I was that I was super familiar with. I think I was a little bit more familiar with General Hospital than um, All My Children. So I really had to, I mean, for me, I didn't want to, I really wanted to make Babe Carrie Chandler, my own, really research a ton. I mean, I researched, I researched some about like her past and you know where she came from and things like that. But as far as her performance, um, I just I wanted to kind of make her a part of me and you know bring out the character in the way that um, I kind of interpreted you know her to be. Um, but I definitely did research about you know my relate my past relationship with. Um, you know, Jacob Young's character and Bobby Eakes, you know, my, my, who's going to play my mom and, and just sort of what, what had been going on on the show. So I definitely did look up, you know, some, some episodes and just read about it, you know, about where everybody was kind of coming from. So sure. I would just have an idea. So it would be going in blindly. Yeah, absolutely. I like your approach that, that yes, you wanted to learn, of course, about uh, the character and, and maybe, um, you know, the quote unquote personality of the character that had been established, yes. but you wanted to also paint this character with, with your own vision. And I think that's the, the right. best approach for a recast situation. Absolutely. Cause I feel like, you know, you could never, it's always nerve wracking going in replacing a character because, you know, um, when someone has originated the character and going in and replacing them, it's, it's a tough spot to fill. Um, So I definitely wanted to, like you said, I wanted to try to grasp her personality, uh, her history, you know, her background and all those things. But when I went in for the screen test, I said, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to play this the way that I feel that she would, you know, I myself, Amanda Baker as an actress would play this as, as babe, Carrie Chandler. And so it ended up working out. 
I um, I loved the character. I, I thought she was I thought she was awesome. I thought you know from from her background and where she'd come from and the relationship she had with her mother, she really she really spoke to me in a lot of ways. And so I was just very um, I felt very just lucky to to be playing her. So I was happy for the opportunity. And you got to work with Jacob Young very closely on the show. Yes. Any thoughts on your time working with Jacob? Jacob was, um, he was amazing. And, you know, anytime you work with someone so closely, you do have to, you have to develop a friendship with them, you know, outside of the show. I feel like to, to be able to, um, because you're working together and, and going over lines and, um, you know, developing that chemistry. So I thought he was, I thought he was great. He, he welcomed me with open arms and it just seemed like a very seamless, you know, transition for, for me and for him. I think we bounced off of each other. Well, we really had fun. You know, um, you never knew what was going to be going on between our two characters, whether we were fighting <laughs> or whether we were like together. So, uh, but I felt like whatever the situation was, we were able to really play it well. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was, he was great. I learned a lot from him because, you know, he'd been doing it for so many years, just the process of us going, kind of going through it and, and learning lines and, just getting to know each other's lives and, you know, his beautiful family and, and everything. It was, it was just a great experience for sure. Not surprised to hear that. Very talented actor. Yeah. Very heard talented. Wonderful yes. things about him. So thanks for sharing yes. that. And I know he would eventually go on to reappear on the bold and beautiful and he would yes. actually have a very interesting storyline where his character became very resentful and bitter and even a bit power hungry. And it was very interesting seeing Jacob bring that side to Rick Forrester. So I really admire Absolutely. his talents. So, now, David Kinnear. Yes. Here's a gentleman where uh, several people have shared stories with me. So I, I thought I'd give you the chance, Amanda, if you have a David Canary story or anything you would like to share about him. David Canary uh, was just uh, an amazing, not only actor, but human being. When David would come on set and he would be playing, you know, the two, uh, you know, the, the brothers, so Adam and Stuart, and the way that he was able to switch personalities with those two characters, you know, Stuart, the, the kind-hearted, loving, easygoing, like just soft soft human being. And then you've got, you know, David Canary, the hard, you know, just power hungry, you know, just got it, got the edge to him. Um, I, I was always so admired. I just always admired him the way that he could just, and then, and then there was David, you know, who was just, he was more like the Stuart character, you know, and um, <laughs> was always laughing and just giving hugs and just so, but so professional. It was, I was just always in awe of him and how he was able to really um, just bounce back and forth between the two and just completely give two different takes of these, of these two brothers. I thought, wow, like that's, that is talent. And I just want to soak it all in and just like, just learn from him. Uh, but an amazing human being. And whenever I, I saw in the script that I got to work with him, I just thought, wow, like this is just, take it all in and learn from it and just enjoy it, you know, because he's, he's a legend in this business. So, um, but th those, th that's really what sticks out to me the most was just his, his mm -hmm. ability to just have 
such amazing talent with those two characters. And it's like he knew them so well, you know, because he'd been playing them for so long. So um, it was really phenomenal to watch. Well, your story just warmed my heart, too. So thank you so much. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Well, before I ask you about, wow, your character's very dramatic exit from All My Children, I would like to ask you about the material and the amount of work when one is on a daytime soap opera. Of course, some of the shows, West Coast, East Coast, you know, can be different with their approach and schedules. I know that now on Y&R, from what I understand, you know, they do the blocking and they shoot it and that's, that's it. Uh, Unless of course it's a bigger type scene, maybe a wedding or something. So you have to be on your toes. But I had always heard that all my children was really into rehearsals. Is that true? Or what was the um, challenges like for you as an actress? I think for me, um, I'd had a little bit of practice coming from General Hospital Night Shift, even though it was even though it was um, like a 13 episode series. They did shoot it just like a soap opera. So when I got over to All My Children, I had had experience there. And basically, um, you know, we would uh, we'd get the script, you know, a few days ahead of time. And, you know, because they're constantly filming episodes, you know, they only go dark you know, a few, a few weeks out of the year. And so they're filming, you know, year round. So, you know, a lot of times you'd kind of just be going over the lines the night before or the morning that you get there because you've, you're constantly learning, you know, lines. But yes, we would get there. First, th- first thing is hair and makeup, you know, and then if you haven't really gotten in there yet, you would go up to set and you would go through the blocking because it's all very technical with, you know, how they shoot soap operas. And so, you know, you'd go over your marks, basically have blocking and have, have like a rehearsal and which I so much appreciated because you kind of knew exactly what was going to be going on when you went back up. And so once you were done with that, then you would go back down, finish hair and makeup um, and just wait for them to call you. And then once you got up, you basically just, you tried to get it in one take, if not one, then you'd get it in two takes and then you'd move on to the next scene. So it's a very, very, very fast paced um, environment. And I think for sure it is one of the best learning environments you could ever be in for an, you know, for being an actor, because you really just have no choice, but to be on top of your game at all times. You know, of course you have off days where you're just like, Oh man, I just, I can't, I can't get this or it's very emotional. Um, But, you know, for the most part, it really just throws you on in and, you're just like, okay, like if, if I don't show up and I don't know my lines and I'm going to be holding everybody else up and just, you know, so it's the pressure's on and it's, uh, but you know what? I love it because you're constantly moving into new storylines and, you know, you're not having to do a take like 15 times. It's like you do it one or two and then you move on and it's just, it's always a never, you know, a never ending storyline that kind of keeps going. So, uh, I loved it. I thought I loved the fast pace. You know, you just, you never quite knew where you were going. So you'd get the script and be like, oh, wow. Okay. This is, this is happening. You know, so <laughs> it was, it was exciting and I really loved that aspect of it. So, but yeah, we did do rehearsals and do blocking and then go back up and shoot. But once we, once it was time to go up and shoot, it was, they were ready to go, ready to move. So you needed to be ready. 
needed to be ready. No doubt. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Now, did you like to watch your own work or was it just that you didn't have time to watch your own work? You know, that was that was kind of at the time where there wasn't I mean, not unless I recorded it or had the ability to go back and and rewatch it. A lot of times I just wasn't home, you know, when they aired the show. Um, if I if I happened to be home or if I wasn't working that day, I would try to catch an episode just to watch kind of what was going on in the show and of course critique my performance because you know your 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 own worst critic as far as actors go. It's like sure. you know, or at least for myself, I'd watch it and say, "Oh my gosh, why? I can't believe I did that." Or like you know, so, that makes two of us. Um, yeah, so it's <laughs> one of those where I would try to catch it if I could. Um, but a lot of times I just wasn't home during the day, you know, when they were airing the show and I, did, I didn't get to Pine see Valley. a lot of, <laughs> yes, I was in Pine Valley. Absolutely. So, yeah. So a lot of stuff, actually, I've kind of gone back and watched some of it, you know, like online, uh-huh. you know, different things that have popped up, you know, but a lot of it I didn't really get to catch. So, yes. um, it wasn't something that I was able to really keep up with on a day-to-day basis, but I would catch it when I could. (laughs) That's wonderful. And I bet all my children fans who are listening right now are really enjoying your, your memories about working on all my children. So thank you for that. And, and now the final moments of, of being on the show, I, from what I understand, there was a series of horrible and frightening tornadoes and your character, you know, was trying to protect her son and, and ultimately paid the price. So what what was that all like, uh, filming all of that? Oh, my goodness. Well, I I was informed, you know, by, um, you know, uh, executive producers and everybody that, you know, they were going to be having a couple deaths on the show. And they informed me that, you know, Babe was going to be one of them. So, of course, I knew ahead of time, um, not too far ahead of time, but I knew ahead of time that she was going to be one of the ones. And so it was it was a lot to take in because you know, I'd grown to love everybody on the show and, and just the character, but you know, that's, that's the nature of television. You know, you just, you never know, it's especially soaps, you know, you can be one there one day there and one day gone. So I kind of had some time to prepare. Um, I knew that she was going, I knew that there was going to be some sort of tornadoes coming through, but I didn't really know at the time, like what the nature of the, the storyline was going to be. Um, but in my mind, I was able to kind of have some time to prepare that she was going to be gone. You know, she was going to die. Um, when it came time to, you know, read the script and everything, I was I was a wreck. I mean, just reading that she was saving her um, saving her kid's life and, you know, sacrificing her own. I, I didn't I didn't have any children at the time, but I thought, you know, wow, like it's this is going to be a pretty moving, you know, thing just just kind of take it as it comes you know uh because i was starting to get really super emotional as like i was reading the the script and everything um i knew jacob was going to be obviously involved in bobby and so with them involved in it it was going to be you know i knew i was going to have sort of their support too you know um but yeah i think the whole the whole process of it was very emotional like the tears were real in the scenes uh because i was just sad about you know, what was happening. And, um, it was, it was very intense, you know, um, the scene where, you know, Jake, uh, Jacob's character, you know, he takes me to the chapel and we're just kind of having our last moments before I die. Just all the tears there were just real, 
you know, between yes. the both of us were just like, you know, this, this is the end, you know? Yeah. I still, uh, a couple, there's been a couple of times where I, I went back and watched sort of the final scenes there and just like still get emotional when I watch it, you know? So it is a very um, emotional yeah, scene. Yes. We did it one take the, the final oh, wow. scene. And I remember they said, go again. And I said, no, I can't go again. And I never said that before. And they were like, okay, we, we got it. You know? So I just, I knew that that one take that, that was the, that was the authentic, you know, real part of, of what I was saying. If I did it again, it was not going to come across the way that I, I really wanted it to. Uh, so I just said, I, I, I can't, I can't go again. You know, that, that's the one. So hopefully you got it because <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, wow. but hey, yeah, if you it get was, it right it the emotional. first time and it's that powerful and moving, it, it is very difficult to dip your hand back in that cookie jar, so to speak. It is. And pull that it all is. out again. It, yeah, it definitely just felt like to me that I would just be, it wouldn't be as real as the first time, you know, right. because to do it again, I thought, you know what, I, I could, but I feel like, you know, and going back and watching it and seeing the tears and just, I thought, I'm glad that I didn't do it again, just in case, you know, because I was, I was happy with what, what was there. But I think the, the weirdest part for me in the very end was, um, they had a, they had a funeral for babe and I had to get inside of a casket, inside of a real casket and they shut the casket down and they're like, okay, are, are you okay with this? Are you okay with this? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And they had put this makeup on me to kind of make me look like kind of a little pale, you know, and that was probably the freakiest thing for me was having to be getting a casket and be at a funeral for my character. I can <laughs> I thought, imagine. This, I bet you were. This, this can't end fast or... enough. And that was the last day I was on set. So oh, wow. Um, I just remember thinking like, wow, this is, this is a way to go out for sure. You know? <laughs> Yes, but uh, yes. yeah, I can say I've been inside of a casket for for real. Oh my! Well, you yeah. must really have it to was... put yourself at a. I mean, I guess it's just a matter of just kind of like almost like meditation of some sort. You just kind of like putting yourself yes. in a trance. Is that what you did? Well, I just kept thinking like this isn't real. This isn't real. You know, and I'm kind of claustrophobic as it is, and so and they they would only shut the um they only shut it down for just like a couple like a couple seconds this isn't real, you know, stay calm, you know, this is just try to just breathe. Um, and it got me through, it definitely got me through it, but, but very strange, very, just very odd feeling. And of course I didn't have any lines, so I'm dead, you know, so I didn't have to remember anything. So that kind of took the pressure off. I just said, just, just lay there. Just, it's okay. You know? (laughs) So I just kept talking (laughs) myself through it in my head, but, um, but yeah, but very weird. Just the whole, the whole experience was, uh, was was very strange. <laughs> wow. Well, I really appreciate you sharing all of these memories and the situations. I, I was not aware yes. of, of that aspect. So I've never yeah. really discussed with an actor what that might be like, that process. I, I've often thought about it when I'm watching a, a film or, or a television show. I, I, I kind of go, hmm, you know. Have to kind of put yourself yeah. in their shoes, and you really described it well. I appreciate that. Thank and, you. And now, you have this exciting uh, recurring role, I believe, on Black Lightning, airing yeah. on the CW. So, why don't you please give us the inside scoop on on your character? 
Yeah, well, you know, I moved to Nashville about two and a half years ago, and I I have a um, I, I currently have uh, two kids. Um, my youngest uh, just turned a year old, but just within the last probably you know five months, I started auditioning again back in the southeast, kind of where it all started for me. And there are a lot of um, projects going on in Atlanta. So my Southeastern agent, you know, she's, she's kind of been sin, um, submitting me for things. I ended up getting a part on Black Lightning, which I really don't follow a lot of uh, CW shows that have to do with superheroes. You know, my husband was kind of giving me some of the scoop because he he's a superhero guy. Like he knows a lot about it. <laughs> so I got cast as uh, Rebecca Larson. She plays a kind of like a Fox news reporter. And so she, there's, there's so much going on on the show. Uh, they, they have her on um, just talking a lot about the current events that are going on and all the drama. So yeah, so I've, I've been on the show a couple of times. One of the episodes has aired and then I just went back down to Atlanta and filmed, filmed a little bit for their um, finale episode and I don't know the exact air date yet for for the finale episode, but I do know that it airs, uh, Black Lightning airs on Monday nights on the CW. So I just have to look out for it and uh, just know that it's going to be the, the very last episode where Rebecca Larson will be will be making another appearance. Well, congratulations. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I've had a delightful time speaking with you today. It was even 10 times better than I anticipated. And I was anticipating oh, a lot. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I enjoyed it myself, just kind of going back and remembering, you know, just some really fun and amazing times that happened. So, so thank you. You're most welcome. And is there a way for folks to maybe follow you on social media or anything that you would like to uh, mention to them at this time? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Amanda actor, the best place um, okay. to kind of keep up with me. And I post just kind of what, you know, what you see a lot of my family life, but also what's going on in my acting life as well. So I post when things are coming up and when to watch out for projects coming up, but yes, yeah, at Amanda actor on Instagram. Well, I'm going to go follow you today. So I, I encourage Perfect. others as well. <laughs> Great. And yes, Amanda, look me um, up and you'll be able to see. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for sharing your, Pine Valley memories, your artistic journey. I just wish you all the best, and I certainly hope we get to speak again down the road someday. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. Send host Stephen Brittingham your comments and questions to Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon. Mm-hmm.